Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1.01 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. It means it's time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. I'm sitting here at Grandma's house. I got my microphone and my headphones in, so if other people are around, you might hear them a little bit, but I think it's going to be pretty quiet. Grandma and Grandpa are out picking up last-minute provisions, I think for the second or third time, because we got a big storm that's about to hit, guys. So, uh, yeah. I got in a run today. It was super cold, four degrees Fahrenheit. Feels like a negative nine Fahrenheit, which I'm pretty sure converts to about like negative 25 degrees Celsius or something like that. I don't, I don't think it's quite that low, but it was, it was pr pretty cold out there today. Um, but yeah, we're 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 hunkering down. We're getting ready for a big storm coming in. Uncle David uh, drives a tow truck, and like uh, he's hoping that the storm like is bad enough that there's a tow truck ban too. I'm not sure exactly how it works. My wife was asking questions about it last night. She was like, if someone calls for a tow, does he have to go get them? And my mother-in-law was like, says, yeah, unless there's a tow truck ban. So he's hoping that he won't have to go out in it because he's been hearing some stuff. They're saying that like we're going to have like 40 to 50 mile per hour wind gusts. The, the high is going to be negative 2 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's going to snow. Like I don't understand how those things all go together. That just seems like. I feel like there should be a name for that kind of storm. Well, I guess there is blizzard, but that's what we got coming. But for now, it's just cold out and things are fine. Uh, and I got a bunch of cookies. I raided all the holiday baking and I took some of my favorites of all of them, although I didn't find everything. We'll go over some of it. We're not going to review my mother-in-law's cookies for sure, but we're just going to have some holiday treats because it's the holidays. This is going to be one of the last two uh, live streams for 2022 because i think we'll do one today we'll do one tomorrow and then then it'll be like christmas time and then the following week my my family's coming into town so i probably won't do live streams next week so these are the two last times i'll be able to talk to you guys um other than like a regular video but like in terms of live stream but before we uh get any further let's uh say hi to everyone listening on the live stream i mean on the audio only version of this live stream and the podcast hopefully you guys are staying warm out there it is cold no joke so stay warm out there hope you're safe or if you're driving oh man hopefully you packed some of that extra stuff like a snow shovel just in case a blanket just in case uh you know all that kind of emergency stuff so hopefully you guys are doing all right and everyone watches on youtube later maybe you are snowed in and can't go anywhere and you're just like i, I need something to watch and that's how you found this Welcome. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoy it. All right, let's see what we got in the in the chat. We got Mace Windex here. He says, hi, co-fan, with a nice wave emoji. And he wants to know, do I need to size half size up for Endorphin Pro 3? I don't, I don't know. I'm starting to think that I'm a bad person to ask about people needing to size up or down. Because I almost never need to size up or down. Although, let me tell you what I've been doing. For a lot of Hoka shoes, I have been sizing up. Um, although it's weird. Because in the Hoka shoes... Uh, Mafate 4, I like it in a 9.5. Speed Goat 5, I like it in a 9. Bondi 8, 9.5. Tecton X, I have it in a 9.5, I don't like it. I wish I had a 9. Mach 5 and like Rincon, 9. So I just think that means Hoka has some issues that I gotta resolve sizing wise. But for pretty much everything else, I always go with my regular size 9. I'm not an on the bubble kind of person. So maybe I'm not always, the, that's something that I'm working on. I'm trying to figure out like, how I feel fine in this shoe, but like, 
can I feel more fine in the shoe? I think that's something I got to think about a little bit more in the future. Um, Sean Devlin says, hey, everyone, listening while I assemble the kids' Christmas presents. If you know any prayers, Sam, now. <laughs> well, good luck to you, Sean. Um, I, I wish you Godspeed. All right. Here's one of the things I'm going to eat first. By the way, I had to go up into the attic because that's where my grandma keeps all the stuff after she's done baking them. This, the area right over there used to be the front porch of the house, like an enclosed front porch that used to be like, like a general storage area. And that's where we would put all our beers in the winter and then like the Christmas cookies. But then since they've done an addition to the house, that's what this post is right here. This is where actually the end of the house used to be. And um, now there's more space over there and then there's an up, more space upstairs and stuff too. So now this has to go into the attic, but it was cold in there. It was really cold in there. I was shivering getting these. This is like two pieces of pretzel with chocolate in the middle and then dipped in white chocolate, I think. I think I think the kids invented this. I don't know. It's good though, salty and sweet. Mm. Oh, no. There's a Rolo in here, or like a Milk Dud, chocolate and caramel. Well done, children, well done. Frank says last year's Boston Women's winner got disqualified for doping. I saw that today. That's pretty wild. You know what's weird is like um, there was one year where NBC Sports in the lead up to the Boston Marathon they played like a whole bunch of years of old Boston Marathons. Like, like one, I think it was like once a day. I mean, he was in a row, but I had them all recorded because I, I was just like looking through for like Boston Marathon on the DVR. I did a search and it showed me all these like past years of Boston Marathon. And the only ones that they didn't show was 2014, the year of the bombing. And then like one other year, there was a year that there was like some doping thing. So they didn't want to show that person. Now they're going to have to sh not show another year, I guess, if they ever do that again. That's I mean, that's crazy news. That's really crazy news. Um, all right, next thing we'll do, you know what? Here's the thing. Before my mother-in-law left to go to the store with my father-in-law, she's like, go on upstairs. It's in the attic. All the cookies are there. Help yourself. We made like 10 dozen cookies. Go have some. She's like, I made, I made your favorites. There's raisin cookies. There's oatmeal cookies. And I was like, yes. I go up there and I found all the cookies except for the raisin cookies and the oatmeal cookies. I don't know where they are. But there's lots of these other ones. This one is weird. This one's like, this one's like doughy, and I don't know. There's like something melted in the inside of it, and I just broke it. It kind of tastes like. It's more like. Oh, there's peppermint in this. There's a lot of peppermint in this. I don't, I don't like this. Oh, I feel like I'm eating. I feel like I'm eating a brownie. That had like listerine put on it. I don't like minty things. I think there's a York peppermint patty that was melted into this cookie. I think that's what happened. I mean, I, I don't think it was on accident. I just don't like York peppermint patties either. Ooh, strong York peppermint patty flavor. Kit wants to know, Hako, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm still warming up. I'm really cold from that run. I did have some new mittens. I brought some snowboarders mittens. 
And that did really good, even at four degrees Fahrenheit. For the first three miles, four miles, my hands were sweaty. But, yeah. Mark Peterson says, hello, it was below zero in Minnesota. Probably for the first day of winter. <laughs> Man, it's so cold. It, it's not supposed to be this cold. I mean, it usually gets this cold, but not like at Christmas time. It's usually not till like end of January where we get this. I think even for you guys too, Mark, in Minnesota, I don't think it normally gets this cold this early. Right, let me scroll down to the bottom. I'm real far behind you guys. Mm. Brendan, Brenda says, it's interesting that you don't like it, but you ate the whole cookie. Well, you know, I made a commitment. You know, I'm going to see it through. This one, I don't, I don't know what this cookie is. There is one that she makes that has like some sort of like, it's like a ginger snap cookie. I don't know. That's what this is. There's something inside. I don't know. This year the theme is like put something inside all the cookies. It's a caramel inside here. This is good. Chocolate caramel cookie. Nice. I like this one. But she makes like a ginger snap cookie or something like that. And every time I eat it, I'm always got my ah, you got me again. This, the flavor surprises me. Christina Warren says it's 20 in Vermont, but it's supposed to be 50s on Friday. Oh my goodness! You know what's weird is I was looking at some old video video footage because it's the end of the year, and so I'm doing a lot of recap videos. Last year. I was at my sister's house in Connecticut for the new year and I was sweating on the trail because it was like 60 degrees in January for no reason. That was weird. Do you remember? Were you there in Vermont, Christina, that last year? It's probably really warm for you guys too. <laughs> Eric says, put a caramel in almost any flavor. I'll like it unless it's mint. I mean, what's not to like? Caramel is just sugar and milk, right? Mucky sugar, that's good. Of course, it's gonna be good. Dominic Smirnowski says it's 20 degrees Celsius here in Spain, running in shorts and a t shirt through the winter. Life is good. That sounds tropical. That sounds amazing. What's 20 degrees Celsius? What's that like? That's like eight, 70 degrees, 80 degrees. Hmm. Lou says here in New York City, it's supposed to be a rain, thunderstorm on Friday with a high 55, then 24 on Saturday and Sunday. Oh man. That's quite a swing. Next week in here in Iowa, it's a the like the weather forecast has been showing like what the forecast is going to be for the next two days. Friday and Saturday, the high is going to be negative two. The high is going to be negative two. And um, next, and, and they keep showing on the bottom of the screen every time they show the weather, which it's Iowa, so like it's actually full of farmers here. Plus every. One is like two degrees removed from farming here, so like everyone cares about the weather like a lot, and so like on the the weather shows up all the time, and on the bottom of the screen they put like the normal highs and lows. Normal high is thirty two, and normal low is fifteen for this time of year. So the fact that it's negative two Fahrenheit for the for the high is very very cold, and then next but next week like next Thursday it's going to be not. Not tomorrow, but we got like eight days from now. It's going to be 33 for the high. So 
normal. Um, Thomas Wayne wants to know if there's a bad buffer. It could be. I'm I'm on I'm on the internet at my grandma's house. Not my grandma's house. At grandma's house. But you know her internet's usually pretty good. So I don't know. Mm, Gummy says Adidas Adios Pro Three on crazy sale, $125. I'll be in limited sizes. Should we all spring for it? I think that if you are looking for a racing shoe um, and the Adios Pro has worked for you in the past, then I'd say go for it because that's going to be a good deal because you can use that as your workout shoe even if it doesn't end up being your race shoe. I'd say if you've never tried the Adios before, this might be a good way to do it. It's not a huge financial risk. Um, but like if you've tried it before and you're like, uh, it's okay, I'd say save 125 bucks. That's kind of how I'd feel about it. So... If you think you might like it, get it. Um, if you've never tried it before and are curious, get it. But if you're just lukewarm on it, mm, use that 125 towards something else, I would say. Mm. Mark Mayer says, didn't get into Chicago via the lottery and signed up for charity. Dealing with left knee pain lately, so taking a bit of a break while it's so cold. Come on, spring. Well, Mark, make sure that you're doing some sort of re... I mean, you got to figure out what's wrong with the knee, but make like for me... I'm coming off of another bout of like, I don't think it was runner's knee, but it was kind of like those symptoms that I had when I had it in my right knee, my right knee. And now after CIM, like later that evening, my knee started feeling weird. And so I was like in my left knee and I did a lot of like the rehab kind of stuff, mobility work, a lot of like pistol leg, pistol, single leg or pistol squat type of things for my knee um the past two weeks and it went from like after about 30 minutes it would hurt my knee to run to now it's like i still feel it towards the end of a run but i can i actually did a workout yesterday and when the first time i had this kind of thing i just rested for a lot and that didn't do it that didn't fix the problem so like i had my theory is that it needed stimulus i didn't need to get hurt more like more running wasn't the answer not running wasn't the answer either but it needed specific stimulus for the knee to move certain ways to get the blood flow in there and like being like oh yeah this isn't working right let's send stuff in there that fixes so that was it for me so hopefully you can get some do some rehab work on it when it's cold mm -hmm. I'm telling us the weather in Denver. I'm sure this is going to be a roller coaster. This is a piece of pretzel with just chocolate and sprinkles on it. Christmas tree sprinkles. Oh. Denver's going to be a 50 degree high. A 30 degree drop between 5 and 7 p.m. Really? And it's already negative 8 in Casper, Wyoming to the north. But 41 degrees in Cheyenne, just north of the Colorado border. That means That means it's coming. Hmm. Hmm. Shen says, "Co, be careful post-COVID. I have no idea if it's fair for me to blame COVID for some of my aches and inflammation, but it seems way worse after than other marathons I've run. I do feel like I don't think COVID is um, attacks the like the like mucosal linings or any of those kind of like interstitial spaces, you know, joints and stuff." Um, where places where inflammation can 
I don't know, when it goes out of control, be noticed. But I do feel like some of like my mucusy stuff was a little bit haywire. Not super uncomfortable for me because I didn't have very bad symptoms, but I was like, oh, if this is happening here, I wonder if my joints are inflamed. I wonder if that's part of why my knee is so weird. I did think about that. I haven't, I haven't done a knee. I haven't looked anything up, though, to see if that happens with COVID. But here's another thing. I, I think that, like, right now, people are getting sick with multiple things at the same time like crazy. I don't really remember that being a thing, but, like, my nephew just had one of my nephews. Uh, that's the phone, by the way, guys. I'm not going to get it because it's not my house. Just leave it. Don't get it. My daughter wasn't going to pick up the phone. What are you going to do when you pick up the phone? She's not the person that whoever's calling wants to talk to. But um, one of my nephews who lives a little bit further away, he's older. Um, yeah, you can have a cookie. He, um, he had like flu and strep at the same time. I'm like, is that a thing? You can have two things at the same time? But I think a lot of people are getting sick with two things at the same time. No is bird says, is that some sort of anagram? So you expecting any sales on shoes soon? I feel like we saw the sh sales on shoes. Um, that all, I think a lot of that happens like around Black Friday for the holidays. I think there'll probably be a lot of sales right after Christmas because everyone's going to have gift cards and stuff or have returns and want to have places to spend their money, that kind of thing. So I do anticipate some of that. Um, and it is kind of the off season. I was just looking through in terms of making all my like top five videos. And to do that, I would go and look through all my old footage and pick out where the, you know, where in the calendar year is from and all my archives are arranged by calendar. And it's like most of the footage that I'm pulling is from the second half of the year, from like July to like November, rather than January to March or January to June. That's because most running shoes get launched uh, anywhere between April and June. And then a lot, another bulk of them get launched in like August, September. Usually it's not quite so spread out in terms of like, basically I just said April to September. It's a little bit more condensed because everyone wants to have the shoes on the market and on the shelves when people are like, oh, it's nice out. I should buy some new running shoes. I haven't bought running shoes in a while. Um, but I think with supply chain, things are coming out when they can. Um, so when you, by the time you get to December, and people aren't thinking about running as much anymore because the weather's not good, like it is out here, a lot of shoes start to go on sale and there aren't that many new shoe releases. Adidas is usually good for a handful. Like they just released the Takumi Sen, which is what they did. I think they did that last year around this time too. Um, <coughs> sorry, not, not a cough cough, just wrong pipe. I was trying to take a breath and talk at the same time. Um, but, uh, I think Adidas does that because of their global sales, because they're thinking about South, Southern Hemisphere runners. Um, but for most of us, there aren't that many new releases right now, and a lot of shoes tend to go on sale. I'm surprised that there aren't more shoes specifically geared toward the person run, resuming running that come out at Thanksgiving. So that way, like, there's time for it to, like, gain some traction in the marketplace and then by the time like new year's resolution hits people can buy these new shoes like i don't i'm surprised that that isn't a thing that like certain brands don't try to capitalize on and they may i don't know 
who knows maybe sketchers does have like a giant sale on shoes or release a bunch of shoes like middle of december i just i'm not paying attention sometimes to that maybe i don't know Mm, Shannon wants to know, what can you tell us about filming and running the Boston Marathon? Um, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm going to try to. I, I don't have a contact at Adidas. Um, and although Drew, Drew and Ashley know people, so I can maybe ask them, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but so, like, I'm just going as a regular person. So I'm just going to go try and film it the way I normally do, and I'll probably get a nasty gram afterwards. So uh, I think since things are going well, I'm going to try and, you know, run Tokyo hard, and then we'll see kind of like how I feel after Tokyo to see if, like, I'm going to try to run Boston hard or just try to have a lot of fun at Boston or what. You know, like, I'd like to run a BQ time on the BQ course. I think that would be a pretty fun challenge to do. Because um, it's a tougher course. But we'll see. That's about all I've thought about so far. Lou says, filming Boston is mostly verboten and they take down any author unauthorized video. Yeah, I don't think that they take it down. Like, I mean, if you're thinking about it, like, they can't make they, or compel YouTube to take down content, I don't think. Because they don't have copyright over anything that I make. You know what I mean? So, they do have, I think that you sign, like, I think that you do, I mean, there's a one way I feel like that you do sign, like, some sort of thing saying that you won't film. I don't know. I don't remember all the things that I clicked I agree to. Um, but, a lot of times they will reach out to the people who have posted those videos and if you want to run the race again or not get disqualified you will comply you know what i mean so that's that's i think is more technically how it's happening i don't think that like the baa has that kind of uh pull at youtube or instagram or TikTok. and so that's kind of how how it goes um but I'm I'm going to do it anyway. And I'll probably get disqualified. But that's okay. So, you know. Mm, yeah, Luis Becerra says, There are videos of the race in other languages. I don't see why they're not making them take it down. It's very inconsistent. I saw an Argentinian and a Korean YouTuber. It's because if you don't plan on ever going back again, the BAA has nothing, no leverage over you. You are, you know, what what can they threaten? They can't threaten to enforce a contract that they have signed with NBC or whatever. You're not a party to that contract. You know, um, NBC could try and sue the BAA because they are not enforcing their end of making it so that way they have exclusive video rights or something like that, but they don't have anything against you because you're not a, you know, I mean, I struggle to understand like what the actual legal ramifications are because Adam mentioned in a, com in a comment, I didn't see it, is that like, you know, wh what what is it about like filming, like how can you, how can the BAA tell you 
that you're not allowed to film something that's happening on a public street. I understand the BA's position is like, this is an event that they've put on. Just like I wouldn't be, I think their argument would be like, you can't just walk into a concert and be like, well, this is music that's being played and I can hear it through the air, but also still has to be in the concert too. You know what I mean? You have to buy a ticket to be able to go and see and watch because they're putting it all on and they're creating all this infrastructure and closing the streets down, and security, all that stuff that they're saying. But, you know, ultimately that's, I don't think that legally holds any water. I don't, under, I don't understand under what legal basis they'd be able to say you could take it down. Their ba that what their leverage is not legal, but like this is their event. They can kick you out if you want, if they want. They could disqualify you. They can ban you forever. You know, so they could do all that stuff. It's you know they could do what they want, I guess. Alark Evan Aro says, what up, everybody? First time making it to a live stream from Houston. Well, welcome, Alark. Good to see you. Um, all right. It's not about the BIA. Let's talk about this. Um, these, are the name They're, these are chocolate-covered cherries. So it's, um, when, when my mother-in-law makes this, you know those, like, the cherries that you put in a drink? Maraschino cherries or something like that? They come in the jar with all that red, like, syrup. She takes all those cherries out of the syrup, then she rolls them in some sort of, like, this white thing is, like, some sort of sugar whatever, sugar paste. So the, the cherry is inside this, like, sugar-coated shell, and then she dips the whole thing in chocolate. That's what it is. It's very sweet. It's not my favorite, but it's just such a unique flavor. And it just made me realize. I was watching Sage Canada. Was it on Instagram? He was like, Spring Energy just sent me a Christmas present. It was a special flavor of like chocolate cherry spring energies. And I was like, why would you pick chocolate cherry? I'm like, oh, chocolate cherry. That's why. <laughs> Shannon says, I wish there was peanut butter inside there. What are those called? Buckeyes? Buckeyes are delicious. You got to go to Ohio for that. It's so big. It's such a big dessert. And the cherry part is so small. Hmm. Yeah, it takes a lot to eat that. So the TV's on over here. Volume's down. Hopefully you guys can't hear it. Whether the TV's on. And they're advertising all these like Christmas movies. Like like Hallmark ones. Um, you know what? Like no not Lifetime. Lifetime is the one where the, the man's always a killer. But the Hallmark ones, the ones that are super sappy. Where it's like um, like New York lawyer goes back to her hometown and now she has to take over the Chris the family Christmas tree farm, that kind of thing. And um, that made me think, I've been having this DM conversation with Allie Fowler, Valley on the Run. She's been reviewing all these Christmas movies and like she'll post like the movie poster of it and then she'll be like, oh man, this one, I can't believe it. The two people 
that were so bitter, angry at each other, turned out they were just deeply in love. And I was like, oh, man, spoilers, Allie. Come on. You got to let me give me a chance to watch this movie. Now I now you ruin the ending. And she goes, this movie's eight years old. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I didn't know. The way that she had talked about it, like the the movie poster said, like, December 16th coming out. So I was like, this movie just came out. You can't be telling people spoilers. But she's like, no, this movie's like eight years old. So apparently I've been giving her a hard time. So now, I don't know if you've, if you've been following Allie Feller's stories, but ever since that, since then, when, as she posts her movie reviews of all these Hallmark Christmas movies, she's been putting spoiler alert before the rest of like her commentary on the movie. Because <laughs> I've been like, well, thanks. At least give me a heads up that you're about to talk about how this movie ends. Not that you really need to. All right. My daughter wants to be able to say bye to everybody. She just wrote me a note. Um, whenever we get to the end of the live stream today. Um, yeah. So, I mean, go go and check out her, her stories. She's talking about all these Christmas movies, and she's been putting spoiler alert. I think it's because I, I complained. <laughs> all right. Um... Frank says, should I make Buckeyes for Christmas or fudge? I say make Buckeyes. I mean, unless you have a nut allergy that you have to worry about. But um, I feel like fudge is good, too. But, like, I've seen fudge around, you know? The Buckeyes are a little bit more of a surprise, I, th I feel like. Unless, like, you know, you're making it for the sake of tradition. Some people are like, oh, man, it wouldn't be Christmas without Frank's fudge, you know? That's the way I would decide it. Um, some of you guys are talking about weather. Um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You know, I haven't watched Die Hard again in a long time. I feel like it's a movie that happens at Christmas. But, like, there isn't, like, a... Is there a Christmassy resolution on that? Is it, like, an anti-Christmas Christmas movie? I think I... I really do think that I have to watch it again to really see if it is a Christmas movie. Like, does at any point, does anyone ever put on a Santa hat? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, like Stevie 76 says, Forrest Gump has a Christmas scene. Doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. But the entirety of Forrest Gump doesn't happen on, like, two days before Christmas. You know? So, I don't know. Luke Lyon wants to know if there's any weather updates. Uh... You know, actually, they keep cutting in because uh, President Zelensky's at the White House. But, uh, you know, they've been they're running the school closed ticker. And um, even as early as yesterday, they were closing school on Thursday. I think Friday was originally supposed to be a day off for Iowa schools or most Iowa schools. Thursday apparently wasn't. It was going to be like a half day. So, like, a lot of schools are canceling Thursday. And... What's today? Today's Wednesday? Yeah, so they're going to school today. Some of the schools are ending early today. I think middle of the state and west part of the state, they're ending early today. But I think um, my nieces and nephews that live around here, I think they have a regular full day of school. You know? Yeah, Lucy, Zelensky's at the White House? Yeah. And you know what? He didn't wear a suit, which I feel like I get, I understand, but I'm like, 
I'm surprised that he didn't wear a suit. Cause I, I, it just seems weird that he's wearing like a brown, his normal brown field attire. I'm not gonna judge him for it. I'm surprised he's still alive, frankly. But pretty amazing. Calvin says, when are you going to start the training block for Tokyo? Any changes compared to previous A-race blocks? Yeah, so I really wanted to start two weeks ago, um, but I had COVID, and then I had the knee issue. So the last kind of two, like week and a half, have been like just doing a lot of the knee rehab stuff uh, and getting it back to the point where I felt like I could do a workout. Yesterday I did a workout. And I think the way that I'm going to change it is a couple of ways. Um, I'm still going to use the same jack or – I'm going to start off with a similar Jack Daniels plan that I used leading up to CIM. That plan has two quality sessions a week, and the rest is like easy running for however many miles to get to your weekly goal mileage. And the plan that I picked from was the 70 to 85 mile per week, peak week, 85 mile peak week mileage plan. So there's two sessions per week. One is a long run, and one is a little bit shorter and a little bit more intense. I think that I'll keep doing the long run workouts, but then I will, instead of doing whatever the other quality session was, I think I'm just going to do kind of my bread and butter threshold repeats. I think that just really works well for me. My body responds well to it mentally. I think it does a lot for me too, in terms of confidence and just like, you know, mental callousing kind of thing. So I think that's what I'm going to do. But we'll see. I've got like 10 weeks. So it's like, mm, I don't want to jump back into it too soon. But like, if I really want to have an honest crack at a PR, I've got to be ready to start doing some of these longer run workouts, you know. And then with it going to be like negative two degrees and 40 mile per hour wind gusts and snow drifts here, I don't think I'm going to get my long run in this week. So, you know, I'm trying to be flexible as I can, but, um, Kit says, so Ko, besides the Tokyo Marathon, what do you plan on doing over in Japan? Do you plan on filming your adventure in Japan? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I got to wait. I, I think I told you this, told this to you guys earlier. My main contact at ASICS got married this last year and is on his honeymoon. And I promised him that I wouldn't email him. Or anyone on his team, because if I email anyone on his team, they always email him, even if I tell them, like, this is something that can wait, but I won't want to, like, send this email to you guys so I don't forget about it later. You know, we, this, we can wait till that person gets back. Um, so I won't, I'm not, I'm not emailing them about anything. Because, like, Robbie got, Robbie got a, um, a training plan from Andrew Castor over at Mammoth Track Club, and I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love to talk to Andrew Castor about some training Maybe, but I don't want to ask because then if I do, they're going to bug this guy on his honeymoon. So I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and I also want to talk a lot about like, can we do some extra stuff? Can we spend an, an extra couple of days? Can I visit the ASICS headquarters? That kind of thing. Institute of Sports Science that they have over there. I think it's in Kyoto. I'd like to be able to do all that. So we'll see. Mm, the main thing is I want to well, I mean, there's many things that I want to do. I do want to ride a bullet train. Um, I want to eat a lot of ramen. And, um, you know, I could go without going to that. I think it actually closed. 
There was that place that had those like those giant life size robots that fought each other. And you like it's like medieval times but Japanese version with robots. Because um, you eat food and drink beers there and stuff. But I think that place closed down. Um All right. Eric's heading out of here. He says, I got to go get some stores for stocking up on short ribs for the Christmas meal. Insulation, all that jazz. Wait. Short ribs and you're going to a store for for short ribs and insulation? <laughs> okay. Stay warm, folks. Got to run. See you. Peace. Have a, well, have a good holiday, Eric. Um, all right. Someone said. Mm, oh, Moonwalker wants to know. Has anyone use the Jeff Galloway run walk method. Do you think it's effective? I've not used it personally, um, but I know a lot of people advocate both the run walk training method and also run walking for racing. Um, what's his name? Hal Higdon, for example, uh, said that he has advocated walking through like all the aid stations whenever you're racing, not all the aid stations, but whenever you're taking aid at an aid station, taking hydration to walk through it. Um, and that's, he said that's even worked for his son who has run an Olympic trials qualifying time. So like it, it can work even on a high level too. So, um, both for racing and for training. And I don't think there's anything wa wrong with it at all. And a lot of my threshold workouts, there's a lot of walking involved in terms of the rest recoveries. So like, you know, um, I generally think that most people that are trying to really improve on their marathon times are probably stopping too much during their long runs. But I also think that like, if it's part of your plan in terms of run walking, I think run walking is just like a flavor of fartlek, if you think about it, in my opinion. So I just don't think there's any problem with it at all. It's the way that I train my daughter when I run with her to get her ready for cross country season and stuff like that, is we just do run walk. Uh, we, don't usually, we don't do like 20 or 30 minutes continuous running. Because I don't think that's usually what she needs, you know. Uh, but I'm not an expert in that particular style of training. Mm. All right. What was this other one? Mm. Oh, Calvin says, Sukumin is better than ramen, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to eat. Um, I want to have the, what is it, ta ta takoyaki, like the street food that comes in the little pancake ball things. I want to eat that. I just want to eat everything. I'm pro I'm, I will probably eat some meat while I'm over there, I think. Oh, someone asked if I was going to go to South Korea first. Where'd it go? Um, yeah, no, I don't remember where I said. Oh, yeah. Get uh, Wevelgem. Is that something spelled backwards? Meglev. I don't know. Get Wevelgem says, Cole, are you planning on stopping by South Korea before Tokyo? That's what my dad said to do. Um, he's like, you should go there, spend like two weeks there, stay with family, and then get used to the time zone and acclimate before you go to Tokyo. And I was just like, uh, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, I would love to go to South Korea sometime, but I don't want to do that. Uh, that'd be a very stressful way, I feel like. To taper is to see relatives that I haven't seen in like 20 years. So I feel like that would be, that'd be tough. This is a chocolate chip cookie. 
I gotta find where those raisin cookies are. That's what I really wanna eat. Oh, Richard Wilson, it's a bike race in Belgium. Oh, get with Belgium. Okay, there we go. Thank you. Actually, the takoyaki is more of an Osaka specialty, but still good in Tokyo. Mm. Like wherever I go in Tokyo, I know that you it doesn't really apply, but I just want to do like omakase everywhere I go. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'd be like, can you just pick? I forget what I was watching. I was watching like a, a TikTok channel. It was these like Chinese tourists. And um, the, every time they would go, they were traveling in the U.S. And they would just give the waitress $100 for the two of them. And be like, can you, here's $100. Can you just order a meal for the two of us? And that would be, every video was that. And they were going to like, they'd go to like Chili's, Buffalo Wild Wings, like all these places like that. Just like 100 bucks, two people, what can we eat? And they would just comment on it. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah, Elijah says, oh my God, this is going to be so expensive. I know, I mean, I don't want like that kind of, I, mean, I just want like someone else to pick for me, you know? I do that here in the U.S. too, though. Like if I'm at a new place and that's a big, long menu, I'd be like, what do you think is good here? You know? But now that I don't eat meat, though, I do that a little bit less. But, you know, but in a restaurant and a lot of stuff looks good. You know, I'll talk to the server and be like, you know, a lot of the stuff looks good on the menu here. What what do you what do you guys sell a lot of? You know. Jatter mm. <laughs> says, "Okay, damn it, I want cookies." Yeah. Cookies are good. I mean, when it's cold outside, I'm, my body's still trying to warm up from the run today, I think, a little bit. And so it just really likes sugar fat and salt. That's what the cookies are. Luke Klein says, the raisin cookies are my Christmas present. I told my wife earlier today, my favorite kinds of cook, my Christmas presents are the ones that I could eat and consume before January 1st. I don't, I have, I have, I have things. I don't need things. You know? So... Cookies are great. Love cookies. Yeah, comments are like, also, if you were trying to find running spots in another country, that'd be stressful. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be easy enough. I would just kind of like, you know, ask for help on Instagram or Strava or something and be like, where can I go for a run today, guys? But yeah, I do. I think that like, Trying to run fast in Tokyo, acclimating to the time zone, I think, could be very helpful. But, like, the stress of trying to navigate Korea and then Japan, I think, would be a lot on my mind. That would be a lot. Thomas says, I, I can't wait for Thomas from Believe in the Road to go full stand on his Japanese music practicing. He's he's been really he's been doing it a lot. He's been um like he'll be he'll, we'll be we'll be somewhere, it'll be like after a race, 
and we'll be drinking and he'll just start saying Japanese stuff to me. And I'm like, what are you saying? I can't hear you. And he'll just say it again. I'm like, I, I don't know. You're going to have to say that slower because I, I cannot hear you, Thomas. And then I'm like, oh, you're practicing your Japanese. He, and he'll be like, yeah, I just said to you that I don't really know how to speak Japanese. And I was like, okay, okay, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I find his excitement for it very um, infectious. It was really cool to see how excited he is. Kamen um, says, will you be linked up with Takaya Mitsuka? He's, is he running Tokyo also? You know, he's been popping up in my Instagram feed a lot lately. Um, he just ran a marathon a little while ago, I thought. Or it might have been like a 30K. He just did another race recently. Yeah, I would love to. I don't know. I don't know. Now that he knows how what kind of 5Ks I can run, though, I don't know if he'll want to hang out. <laughs> he was very disappointed when I told him how fast my 5K PR is, which I ran in. Um, I ran like a 1903 or something like that in uh, in Eugene. And he was like, oh. <laughs> oh, Martha says, Come up, be sure to learn oishi, delicious, in addition to all the usual courtesy word phrases. Yeah, I got, I, I, you know, I got to get on that too. I got to start learning some phrases. Because I feel like pretty much everyone there will speak English. But I feel like it would be, given how much time I have to prepare, I feel like it would not be courteous of me to not at least try to learn some basic phrases. These, these things are good. I'm, I'm liking this. It's a weird hodgepodge of things. But again, caramel on the inside. It's good. Moonwalker says, I use Google Translate on your phone. You know, I did get that product sent to me one time. I think I got rid of it, though. They're earbuds that automatically translate in real time. So maybe I need to buy another pair of those. The thing is, I used to be good, really good at learning languages. I used to just be able to soak them up. I wonder if I still have that. I probably don't. Mm. Mila2858 says... Should I see a run coach or do a program already out there? Um, I think that depends on what you want out of that relationship. For me, um, I've done it, well, I've had a coach. Well, I've been coached for different marathon training blocks. I've never like really had a coach. I mean, not since like high school. Um, and I've done programs that are already out there and I've kind of modified it and tinkered around with them. I like looking at the plans that are out there, trying to figure out the rationale behind them, seeing what works for me, seeing what doesn't work for me so well, and then kind of modifying. Just kind of like I've been talking about how I'm going to do with this build-up for Tokyo. On the other hand, I feel like if you don't want to mess around and want to get, you know what I mean? Like, I enjoy that process. If you don't care for that process one way or the other, like get a coach because a coach can help you figure out like you know what kind of things do you respond well to um can help you with doing things like there's a snowstorm this weekend how do i still get in my long run 
How do I rearrange all the workouts on this plan? What adjustments should I make? Are my goals realistic? So like that is the kind of thing that you get from a coach um, is that kind of insights and adaptations from the plan. Because I feel like a, a, an in-person coach or an online coach, their plan isn't probably going to be like, I mean, there's different styles and philosophies. But like that person's going to give you a good plan. The person who wrote a generic plan or a more generalized plan on the internet is also someone that probably knows what they're doing. The question is like, how do you make it work best for you? That's something that you might not get from a plan that's already out there, but you can get from a coach, you know, so. Yeah. All right, Dan says, Dan Daniel Bozahidara says, I really like using closed master to learn the top like 100 to 1,000 words of a language. Closed master, huh? Okay, if you guys have any other thoughts on how I can learn a language fast. I don't want to do the one that's like S-O-C-K-S, socks. It is what it is. You know, I don't want to do that. But like, I also don't want to be like, Let's start with ser. Ser is the infinitive form of the verb to be. There is a first person of ser, there is a second person, and then third person. There's a third person formal, and then third person informal. Like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do all that either. I don't need, I don't need, but maybe I do. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Jason Dahl wants to know, is that a square pretzel with caramel inside? I ate a gross of them one time as a kid. Definitely the Midwestern stable cookie. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I've never had one like that. But I Usually there's chocolate that's dipped into either like almond bark, white chocolate, or regular chocolate. And it's really tasty. This year, it's got a caramel inside. Two pieces of pretzel, which is really nice. It just makes for a nice cookie. Salty, sweet. Really, really nice. I don't think I've ever had one of these before, but it's really good. And you know what I appreciate? Sometimes there is broken up bits of uh, candy canes in them, and I don't like that because I don't like peppermint. This year, I, didn't, I haven't seen any. Only, only mint I saw was that one cookie that had a York peppermint patty melted inside of it. Just something good. Here's another one that I'll show you. That's really good. And then we'll we'll end here. My daughter wants to come in in a second. So there's these cookies. My daughter came and ate the regular one. There's like it's like a sugar cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie without chocolate chips. And then there's a Hershey Kiss put in there. And then there's like, um, what is it? Just sugar that's also put on the top, and that makes this extra little crusty part. And then there's my mother-in-law made chocolate ones this year too. And how I normally eat them is I eat around the Hershey Kiss to eat all the cookie first. And then you eat the Hershey Kiss with just like a little bit of cookie on the bottom. And then how you, oh, that's the correct way of eating these. All right. I'm going to give that a break so I can give, say goodbye to you. You guys want, you want to say goodbye? All right, guys, here's my daughter. Bye. Bye, everyone. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the last live stream of the year. So uh, if you're not going to be here tomorrow, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year or a Happy Holiday, whatever you're celebrating. Hopefully you're safe out there because the weather's going to get nasty. And we'll see you guys in the next one.